I'm Chelsea Pites, your real estate social media coach, and my mission is to help real estate and mortgage professionals to feel confident using social media platforms and build a powerful personal brand without the overwhelm of wondering if you're doing it right. Imagine how you'll feel when you create a smart, strategic, and sustainable social media strategy that not only gets you in front of your ideal client, but also allows you to focus on what really matters, helping people build wealth through homeownership, not scrolling through feeds or stressing about what to post. If you're already in real estate or soon to be on your way and you want to understand how to over leverage free social media platforms to help you grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Today, I am with the happiest person in real estate, Ms. Katie Clancy, friend, mom, wife, happy realtor, speaker at Inman, author, a big deal. I'm super excited that you're here because we're going to talk about something that honestly, I have never talked about on the show before. And it's it's going to be the, the word of the day is we're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about conflict and grace and how that all applies to you in your professional world and outside of it, and even in social media. So Katie, welcome to the show. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and how you got here. Thank you so much. So I am Katie Clancy. I'm the happiest person in real estate. I do my work um, on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I'm a team lead. Um, But what I really enjoy the most is being out here and helping my friends in the real estate industry do better, feel better and make a lot of money, honestly, because like, why else work? Yeah. Well, I guess if you really love what you do, which I do, <laughs> but you know, like nobody, we're not out here doing volunteer. Yeah, so let's absolutely. call it what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so you've spoken on a lot of stages and this book, cause you've written another one, I believe, right? This is your second book. Is that right? No, this is my first book. Okay. So this is your first book. I've been I, writing it for long enough that I should have two books, but in yeah. my mind, I had read your first book and thought it was amazing. So this one's <laughs> going to be even better, but this is, this is not a typical, here's how to market in real estate and get leads and, and that sort of book. This is, this is a different topic. And it's, I think one that we don't talk about enough. So share with us, what is your passion project, AKA this book? And what is the thesis of, of this message that you want to share with the world? So um, one of the things in our business, we kind of step over a lot of stuff and jump right to, it's like going on a date and like going for it on the first date. Like <laughs> When nobody wants to like have dinner or anything. We just want to like close the deal, which is great. I close. Let me just preface this. I close. Oh, oh what is our PGR rated? What could, how many swear words am I permitted? You can just say it. Show? I'll just put a little thing that says. Okay. All right. <laughs> Explicit. It's not going to be that bad. But my, my point is like, we, we're just, we're just going for it all the time. And we don't realize there's so much that happens before you make a ton of money. And that's, I make a ton of money. Let me just preface this. I do a very solid business. I get what I want. I am in, I call myself the negotiatrix. So when you hear what I talk about, you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, that sounds pretty fluffy. And what you're going to find out is that fluffy has so much substance. Mm. Here we go. So we're, we're in a time where the, divisiveness, anger, 
all of these things have gotten to every aspect of our lives and they're getting into our livelihoods, especially in the last five, six years or so. And what I think is ringing a bell for everybody is between agent interactions, client interactions, online, in real life, the whole gamut. I mean, just look at your comments from time to time. Mm-hmm. You you might put a post up about puppies and suddenly we're talking about politicians. Like, well, how did we get there? Because we are so fired up and everybody's ready for a fight. And it's it's really causing problems. It's it's we're losing relationships, but it's also frankly, costing us money. Mm. So in my book, we talk about the most important business skill of our time, which is grace. So now this can be defined in sort of the traditional Christian biblical sense as unmerited favor, unmerited favor. You don't deserve what I'm giving you right now, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Or to a more secular definition, which is to know what your strengths are and move gently in those strengths. Mm, now, wait, say that last part again. So know what know your strengths what your are, strengths are mm-hmm. and to move gently in those strengths. Okay. I like that definition. I'm writing it down. I do, please. And when you apply these two and the other various definitions of grace, but these are the two that I think make the biggest difference for us in business. The results are powerful. So I'm going to, so, so if you are going to try to leave everyone better than you found them, I'm telling you right now, you will make more money and you will have done your part to make the world a better place. So the audience that you have right now is, is a social media audience. So we're, we're thinking about, well, okay, how do I apply this in social? Like, how does this even connect? And I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to ask you, where do you, because this is something that you do already, Chelsea, intuitively, you are a good example of someone who demonstrates grace digitally. What do you think I'm talking about? I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for the listeners. I, I want to ask your question though. Like, is this, is this the question or what was the question you were going to ask? I, I want, I want everybody to play along. <laughs> okay. Well, so I, you know what, I'm going to answer the question. Okay. Cause I know what you do. Okay. So there's a couple of ways that I noticed. And if you guys just open any, any of Chelsea's uh, accounts right now and take a look at how she responds to comments. And if you, if she follows you, look at the way that she engages with you. She, Grace comes to her naturally. So one example would Thank be, you. <laughs> you're welcome, but it's also part of why you're so successful. So you work your ass off. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. And you're very focused. You know what you want. You ask for help when you need it. You do a lot of things right, but you've got this grace thing nailed. You have been so kind in your comments to people. You have made sure to not just, and it's not just, oh, geez, I better, you know, I better say something nice to this person who said something nice to me. You come up with something that is thoughtful, meaningful. It applies to that person. And, And then on you know, for the other things, when someone's a jerk, you don't get into it with them. It's not just tactical. You have made a choice. Like I am going to, and I I don't know what you think about. And that's what I'm going to give people right now is like, Mm -hmm. we'll use that. Is that a good example? When like a troll shows up? Yes. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. What happens when you get the trolls? Because 
they might come out of the woodwork, especially on TikTok. <laughs> so they do. Well, honestly, let me tell you three signs of success. Uh, <laughs> well, trolls is one of them. Trolls but, uh, is one of lawsuits. them. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> lawsuits is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, haters in general. You know, you're just going to have haters, however they show up, but specifically now digitally trolls, you know, you're big when so many people are seeing your content that some jerk mm-hmm. <laughs> shows up and starts spouting off and you, you don't even know the guy. Honestly, my first troll, I was like, yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so you've gotten trolls too. So you've got, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, because that means that someone besides my mom is looking at my content. <laughs> it's a great perspective. It's a great perspective on that. <laughs> I so, wonder if the people who've been in a lawsuit are thinking, well, now that it's been enough time, she's kind of right. <laughs> listen, I got a cease and desist lord order early yeah. in my career. I know a lot and, of people that have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a tough one to navigate. Um, but I, but I, but I did, but I want to talk, let, let's go, let's go to the digital yeah. question though. Yeah. So a troll shows up and says, oh, I'm trying to get one that said, you know, why would, why would, why would anybody hire her? Why don't they just go to Walmart and get a, a for sale sign and put it up and save all this money and blah, 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 blah. Speaking specifically about me, why would they hire her? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I'm really good at it. You know, my little, like, I got mad. I got sad. I'm like, oh my God, they found out I'm a terrible real estate agent. I don't know what I'm doing. It speaks to every fear and insecurity that you've ever had, right? Exactly. You have to go through those emotions, but while you're going through those emotions, sit on your hands, Mm -hmm. take a breath. But, But beyond that, I want you to go even deeper and go, all right, who is this person? Go find out a little bit about that person. You might be surprised what you learn. So I know Gary Vaynerchuk has done this before. He, he's a great example of grace. Someone was calling him at about, out about something. He went and go and learned about this guy and then direct messaged him privately, privately say, hey, dude, I, you know, he said the thing, what's up? Like, why, what, what was that about? And, or I think he had specific language, which was really good. Like, tell me more, tell me what you meant by that. Mm-hmm. And he responded, he was like, oh, dude, sorry. I didn't mean it for it to come out that way. I, I had a wicked hard day. My job's awful, but, you know, please accept my apologies. Honestly, you guys, there's a lot more, the trolls out there. So many of them are just having a shitty day. Yeah. And you happened to cross their path while they're waiting to talk to their supervisor and about to get fired for something. You don't know what's going on. So you've got to give them grace. And, and if you can't find out anything about them, which honestly, you can find out a lot about most people. And here are six questions you can ask. Do they have pets? Because if they have pets, how bad can they be? says says two pet lovers here on the show (laughs) yeah exactly do they have a partner so if they have a partner that means somebody picked that mofo they were like no he's mine that's the one I want really like we couldn't see why someone who would say something so awful but there's something to be seen in them so you have to trust that something in there is worthy of love Mm -hmm. finally has any have anybody who's listening, have you ever held a little tiny, gorgeous little baby? A lot of us have and thought, what an a-hole. 
No, because then you see the a-hole. You don't look at a baby and call it a jerk, but your troll was a tiny baby one day. Mm-hmm. That that person is, is the most important person in someone else's life. So if you can just imagine that about that person, imagine that someone loves them and they love other people and they put good out in the world somewhere. Like, and even if it's not true, like make it up, you're gonna make something up anyway. Let's be real. You're going to make up, if left to your own devices, you're going to make up that they're a freaking Harvard professor of whatever it is you're supposed to be good at. And they are judging you and they are right. And they're good people and you're trash. Mm -hmm. And if you know you're not trash, then you have to assume that that good person's having a bad day and you just happen to be in their path. Say a little prayer for them. So if you're going to make up a story anyway, make it a potentially positive one. Make it a good one. I like what you said. I, I you know, I'm going to use that when I get my troll comment. Um, you, I know you are the most important person in someone's life. I'm going to use that truly that I feel like that is a great disarming statement. Um, and but yeah. I, I don't want you to be attached to anything that happens with the troll. I'm not even suggesting that you reach out. That's up to you, but this is about clearing your soul Right. clearing your mind yeah. and your heart and, and being able to move on and continue doing your business. Because we all know we can have, you know, 700 people think we're the greatest thing in the world. And one person says we're trash and that's all we think about. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do is free you from the trash person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> be careful how much energy you give them. Just. And know. how are you coaching? Cause you're a mentor to many people in the industry and how are you coaching um, colleagues to use this strategy in specifically this industry in real estate? And how are you seeing that play out, especially in business, not just social media dealing with trolls? I'll tell you. So when I started in real estate, I was on the young side and I, I'm pretty. Okay. (laughs) And I love that I'm pretty, but sometimes it's not a great it's not a great feature when you're working with like, like an old boys network because they're like, Oh, pretty girl, not going to take her seriously young, especially like she doesn't know what she's doing. And you know, I'm going to all manner of things can, can transpire. So, so this happened to me, I was working with in that situation and there was no like weird, like harassment stuff going on or anything, but he didn't take me seriously. And even his posture and the, he was very dismissive. He was like herky jerky. And like in his posture in the closing, I remember, I wish you guys could see this. He put his hands behind his back and crossed his ankles. Like he had 17 other places to be rather than there with this. And I'm like in my little suit and I'm trying to do my thing and trying to get people taken seriously in this a-hole with me. So whatever, I hate the guy. And so I go on my business and then, you know, you grow up a little bit and you get a little more mature and I'm working with this manager who I adore. She is awesome. She's just, you know, whatever, so much respect for her. She's a single mom. She raised three boys. And she, you know, we talk, share stories and she's like, God, you know, yeah, I even like took help from my neighbors because like when you get three boys and they're going bananas, like she said, like her next door neighbor would be like, all right, stop being a knucklehead. Go back to your mother and apologize. <laughs> all these great things. It was that guy. That was the guy who was so generous to her all her entire life living with those boys 
who I had had that experience with. And I was like, oh, I, maybe I read him wrong. Maybe, I don't know. I think he was, the new. so I still kind of held on to a little bit. So, so not too much after that, I ran back into him and I said, you know what? Let's get, let's give this guy a chance, you know? Oh my gosh. So I put that in my mind of him being that super helpful neighbor guy. And then I also said, all right, girl, let's, let's try that grace thing. And I watched him without thinking about myself. I watched him thinking about him. And I recognized that he is as nervous as horn church. Like he has got the jumpy, jumpy jiggers. I swear he must have like ADHD or something. Poor guy can't sit still. And I read that as being something to do with me. Like, who do I think I am that I matter that much in someone else's life that his actual, like, he's got something going on that has nothing to do with me. Furthermore, when he saw me in that next interaction, he was like, Katie, how are you? He thinks I'm great. Yeah. I made the whole thing up. Mm, And now I think he's- The story. Mm-hmm. You made the He's story. Guy, I made up a story that suited my insecurities at the time. But when I inserted the possibility, right, the graceful piece where I thought about what his struggles might be. And, you know, I did have some evidence of him being a good human being. But we put all that together and I can even add a few other things. I know he's got kids. I know he's got a dog and he likes to fish. Like, how bad can he be? And so that is one way that we can win. And, and, and that... There's actually a humanizing exercise that you can do anytime you run into someone that, so tell me this doesn't happen in real estate. Either someone intimidates you, mm-hmm. someone gets under your skin, um, or they're just plain annoying. Like this, per- I just can't, I just can't with this person today. Like sh- they talk too much or whatever it is. There's always someone that you that rubs you. So when you get a negative emotion, emotional response from an agent or a client or whatever, take a breath and you're going to do what I did, but you're going to, I didn't, I, I didn't finish the exercise one. And you can find us all out. If, if they're still on Facebook, you can find out where they went to high school. What did they do before real estate? If it's an agent, do they have kids? Do they have a dog? Do they have a partner? What did they do before real estate? What are their hobbies? You're going to humanize them. Mm. humanize that person that's rubbing you so hard the wrong way. It doesn't change them. It changes you. So it's because when you're irritated or upset, I'm showing things with my hands right now, but when you're, when you're having a negative emotion in an, in a reaction, in an interaction with someone else, you are putting them above you. You are giving them power. They did this. They did that. They are so, but when you humanize them, you're both on the same level and, and you somehow they're more tolerable. And if you want to go pro tip, like take an expert level, you can start asking them questions about themselves. So Chelsea, I heard you are like a seriously good marksman. Like you can shoot a gun like nobody else. Now, like I'm not a big gun person, but like Chelsea is maybe, I don't know, but I like, know. I did, I, <laughs> yeah. but like, if you speak to someone's interest of like, well, yeah, you know, I did yeah. actually won a bunch of awards in camp. I haven't really done it much since you know I was a kid. Yeah. They soften up immediately when you just make one little connection, ask them a question about themselves. I mean, they people love to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. Now, what about the, what I'm going to guess, and you're the expert, you know, since you've been doing a lot of work around grace in general, what about the hardest person to give grace to, which is probably ourselves? How are you helping people connect that concept with giving themselves grace too. So can you be more specific? Give me an instance where you think that would be necessary. Um, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe it's a pretty mm-hmm. big mistake on your transaction or you just screwed something up or you didn't put something in the contract and you're like, oh no, I told you <laughs> that, that was my fault. I can't believe that I just did that. And you're no. just, you're just terrified to do the next one. And you're thinking this is, I should never have gotten into this industry. Clearly I am inept. I should not be left to my own devices. How I even got my license, I don't know. And nobody should ever refer me business ever again. <laughs> I mean, it's a little extreme, but that's probably like, you know, my- my. No, I mean, like we hit a nerve, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> So there are a couple of things that you brought up there. So one is making a mistake, how to give yourself grace when you make a mistake or worse, fail. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really tough one to yeah. not really internalize and drag yourself down. So we'll, we'll talk about that as one thing. But the other piece that you brought in was imposter syndrome mm-hmm. in general yeah. and how to grace yourself out of that. Right. So, yeah. So on the mistake and failure situation. So we all make them. A mistake is usually attributed more to like carelessness. You know, you kind of move too fast and whatever. Um, A failure is more, you endeavored to do something and it did not end the way you intended. Mm -hmm. That's a good description of of the difference. That was helpful. Yeah. So figure out which one is which first. And I'm going to tell you at the end of this, you're not going to be afraid of failures or mistakes anymore. So the, the first thing you need to do is go look at it, put yeah. your face right, like rub your nose in it. Like <laughs> what happened? Like do an autopsy, like what exactly went wrong? So let's say, let's say you showed up at your clients for a showing four hours early and cop them in bed. Just, to, just an example. Sleeping in bed. Yeah. Dead asleep. Haven't had their coffee. Or worse, okay. So, so you you've walked in on these people in their bedroom, and you weren't supposed to be there. Nobody expects you to be there, and you're like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" So, first of all, like, stop whatever's happening. Like, stop the bleeding immediately. Get the heck out of Dodge. So you do that, and then immediately take an assessment, do an autopsy. What happened? What went wrong? How did this happen? Oh, it was one o'clock, not ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. I see what's going on. So the next thing you need to do is identify who the victim is. And I don't care how horrible you feel in that moment, how mortified and how much you want to crawl under a rock. You're not the victim. Mm -hmm. Who's the victim who got hurt in this situation? That's the second piece. So autopsy, what happened? Well, first is get, stop the bleeding, find out what, figure out what happened. I identify the victim and then respond like the impulse at that point, when, you know, you have done something terrible is to disappear. You, mm. you just want to crawl under a rock. That is the last thing to do. When something goes wrong, you need to respond quickly 
and relentlessly. You need to get right back in there because as soon as the victim figures out what's gone on, they are going to make up the story for what happened and it ain't going to be good. It might be the real thing, but it's probably going to be worse than what actually happened. So you need to make sure they know they, they know what happened and they need to know exactly what you're doing about it. So you've got to clean up your mess as fast as you can. So in the case of getting there too early, I sent them a message said, I am so very sorry. I wrote 10 instead of one. I will be back there at one o'clock. Again, I'm dying a thousand deaths while I'm writing this. And then you need to fix whatever you can. So I drove straight to the garden center because I know these guys love these beautiful shrubs. I spent whatever I had to on the most gorgeous shrub I could find. I wrote a, a, is uh, this a true story? Maybe. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, so I, I so wrote someone a, in the story, the main character decided to get some plants. The, the main character, this friend of mine, went and they and they wrote a note that said, uh, I this here's the mistake that happened. I am so very sorry. I know you love a Rosa Sharon. I hope you enjoy this. I'll be back at one o'clock. And the last step is because you cannot be attached to their response. You have to understand that you might get fired. They might write a bad review. They might, whatever, they might yell at you. And whatever it is, you got to take the medicine. You take your hits and you need to own it. I don't care if it's because your assistant wrote 10 and it was one. You're the interface. They hired you. You made the mistake. You need to own it 100%. Take your medicine, whatever it happens to be. And this is the very most important part, the most important part, a very important part that people forget. The last step is move on. You've done mm, everything you can part. do. Yeah. But but what's the what's the good in the next time you see them? Oh, I'm so sorry I walked into you guys on bed in bed together. I'm uh, uh, that must have been so embarrassing for you. They're like, see you again. Oh my god, Chelsea, I'm so sorry I blew off our appointment. Blah blah blah. You're like, mm, I don't really need to relive it. It sucks then and it's not sucking any less now that you're telling me about it one more time. <laughs> so and, and they're hoping that you're gonna like forgive them. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, oh no, no, it's okay. Don't even worry. No, you don't get that. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve anything. You effed up. You t- like I said, you take a medicine, move on. They might forgive you. They might not, whatever, but you got to be done with it. Mm-hmm. You did what you could. And I think, you know, if you're going to go pro tip, you know, expert level on this, you're going to say, what can I do better next time so that that never happens again? Right. That's, I think, a really, really helpful tip as well. That, that extra pro tip. Wow. All of these things. Um, I feel like we need to come back and do a whole other podcast. Like once the book is out, because oh my gosh, look at the time. Oh. I know it has already flown by. Um, I definitely want people to be able to follow the happiest person in real estate. You have your own podcast as well. And so yes. tell everyone who's listening where they should follow you and how they can get connected with you. So come see me at katieclancy.com. Um, you'll get to see a little bit about the book. There's a little resilience quiz in there that um, you can take just to see sort of where you stand. And that'll put you on the alert list when the book comes out. And I'm going to need some people to take a look at it before I put it really to print. So um, if anybody's interested in that, you can let me know. Um, please follow me on Instagram at the Katie Clancy. And if you want to see what I do for my real estate business, you can find me pretty much everywhere at the Cape House. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much, friend. It was always great to see you. Look forward to seeing you soon in person, not just on Zoom. And for everyone that's listening, thanks for connecting with Katie. And we will see you back here next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you, friends, for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and consider sharing this podcast with your real estate and mortgage friends. And if you haven't already grabbed your free downloads, 100 Real Estate Content Idea Starters, and my guide to making better Instagram reels for real estate, you should head over to my Instagram profile at chelsea.pites, that's P-E-I-T-Z, or you can visit my website at chelseapites.com. Until next time, see you then.